Abby. I'm Allie. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Hilly. And if she comes up, it's baptism! In Western culture, we typically think of baptism as a religious rite of being submerged in water for admission into the Christian church. In the story of Noah's Ark, God floods the entire world because everyone was totally wicked. Almost every man and creature is killed so that the world can be cleansed, renewed, and baptized. Now, the thing about baptism in literature is it's not inherently religious. In the Song of Solomon, the main character, Milkman Dead, is not a religious man, but he is baptized three times, once in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The first time, he's stepping into a stream while looking for gold, and the second, he is bathed by another character, Sweet. Later on in the book, he then bathes with Sweet in a river. But the thing you need to remember about baptism in literature is that the characters have to be ready to receive it. Milkman leaves his outer shell as he goes on his quest. He loses his Chevrolet, his shoes give out, his suit is ruined, and his watch is stolen. He's no longer the same man that he was in the beginning of the story. He has to lose all of his outer remnants to become a new person. So on some level, authors uh, tossing their characters into a body of water is wish fulfillment because actually a lot of authors have drowned themselves. An exorcism of primal fear, exploration of the possible, and not just a handy solution to plot difficulties. If a character is rescued, it can represent passivity, good fortune, and indebtedness. And say, for instance, a piece of driftwood saves them, then they're lucky, it's coincidence, it's serendipity, it's all adding things to the plot. But it's important to remember that rain and drowning does not count. Mm -mm. If you drown, you didn't come up, and that's not baptism. Mm -mm. You're just dead. So with drowning, most of the characters in the books don't actually know that they're going through a type of baptism. It's usually purely coincidental. Another example of baptism from how to read literature like a professor is the horse dealer's daughter. In this, a young woman nearly drowns herself but is rescued at the last minute by the local doctor. The doctor brings her forth from the lake. And she's not coated with clean water, but rather with slimy, disgusting water, which if you think about it is like amniotic fluid. And when she wakes up, she's wrapped naked under a clean blanket, like the day she was born. A.K.A. This is her rebirth. This is an example of something that does not count as baptism. In How to Read Literature Like a Professor, he mentions a book called Love Medicine where the main character, Henry Jr., a Vietnam veteran suffering, suffering, suffering from PTSD, walks into a flooded river during a picnic. He mentions that his boots are filling with water and just disappears, like he just drowns. That's obviously not a baptism, because he doesn't exist anymore, you mm -hmm. know. He just didn't do anything He didn't come it. up! <laughs> so it's not baptism! No. You're welcome. Now, about baptism in mainstream media. It is there. Let's talk about the Titanic. Okay, so we all know the scene from the Titanic where Jack is like, wait, no, Rose is like, Jack won't let go, and then she lets go of Jack. Well, he drowned, so obviously he's not baptized. But Rose, on the other hand, now has to swim uh, to the little lifeboat, and then the ship that saves the Titanic victim, she gets on board that, and while on board, she sees her fiancé one last time, but she hides her face in a blanket to avoid him. So when the ship enters New York City and someone asks for a name, she's like Rose Dawson. She takes Jack's surname, even though they were never married. So due to this, the official records show that Rose DeWitt Decatur 
died on the Titanic. After her icy dip, her old life was shed, and she was reborn into a new one. So now talking about something that's incredibly similar to the Titanic, we're going to move into Forrest Gump. So, Lieutenant Dan, we all know that part where Lieutenant Dan jumped off of the boat right after a hurricane. Or a dog. It's a boat. It might have been a dog. It was a, it was a boat. It might have been a dog. <laughs> well, anyway, his dive into the water, despite not having legs, it's not the smartest thing to do. Probably not. Um, he jumps into the water, and that, but that's when he finally comes to terms with his PTSD. We enjoy a personal growth. Congratulations, Lieutenant Character Dan. development! Yeah. Now, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, we meet Bucky, who has been mind-controlled by Hydra to be ordered to kill Steve or Captain America himself. Um, toward the end of the movie, when the ship crashes, both Bucky and Steve are dumped into the river. The very end of the movie, we see Bucky emerging from the river, dragging an unconscious Steve. And instead of killing Captain America like he was ordered, he goes against Hydra by rescuing Steve. Good old Steve. And <laughs> That's pretty much baptism in Captain America. And then Peter Bucky takes a shower. That's Spider-Man. Never mind. The Ice Age series went very downhill after the Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I will my favorite yeah, one! No, the no. Dawn of the Dinosaurs was great, but afterwards it was just downhill from there. But anyways, the second one uh, has some really good points about baptism. Um, in Ice Age 2, The Meltdown, there's this great flood because uh, the big old dam breaks and just everything floods. And so that's kind of like a, a reenactment of Noah's Flood, if you think about it, where everything, well, everyone doesn't die. But everything does get wiped away. And then Manny, at the end, realizes that his friends are the truly important thing. So he has changed. Friendship. Amen. Um, okay, so another movie where bat- baptism takes place is Lilo and Stitch. The scene takes place on the beach where Lilo, Stitch, and David are out in the ocean surfing. The aliens who want to take Stitch back to outer space attack the group and Stitch... St- and Stitch ends up dragging Lilo down with him. After everyone resurfaces, uh, Stitch realizes he actually has emotions and he wants more in life than just running from his past life in outer space. We still love that character development. Yes. Now let's talk about something that's a little more relevant to an English class. We're going to move away from movies and move to something that everyone in this classroom will probably relate to so let's talk I about i admit and read this but okay ellie <laughs> so let's talk about the awakening yay uh i loved this book uh if you remember the awakening the ocean becomes a symbol of empowerment for edna and as she learns to swim she in turn learns that she has control of her own body and her own life she becomes a new woman amen she's sister. ready she is she's here for it and then she gets an apartment and apparently dies at the end? Yeah, no, now that's not baptism, because she does drown. But She baptized herself once. A few times. She went swimming a few times, if you remember. But there was only one time when she was renewed. I think it was a steady process of renewal. Anyways, um, <laughs> and that's a lot of the, that's pretty much what we have to talk about here. Yeah. So this has been lovely. We, I hope you learned a lot about baptism in literature, and maybe now you'll know what to look for when you think about baptism. Maybe you'll remember that when you're being baptized, it's important to come back up. It is. Otherwise, you've drowned. And you'll be dead. Yeah. But don't go anywhere. Get ready for the next installment. Geography Matters. Woof, woof. <laughs>